Hi. Hello. And welcome. We're your hosts. I'm Alex. And I'm Kat. You found the two PFFs you didn't know you needed, but you're glad you have. Congratulations. You have found your people. Enjoy the ride as we navigate what it's like to live live out loud. Hi. How's it going? It's so good. We're looking at each other, and nobody knows this at home. We'll post pictures, but we have a new microphone set up. We do. It's so cool. So cool. And so we're sitting across from each other, which doesn't really happen usually, because we're usually huddled around one little microphone. Right. This is great. We have officially, uh, what is it? Is it Rihanna or Beyonce? Let me upgrade. (laughs) This is kind of how I feel. Thank you, Amazon Prime deals. Yeah. Prime day for the win. (laughs) And if you'd like to support us, um, I think we could set up a subscription <laughs> so we can get even better. We could. So do not miss our Fridays with Friends episode. They are fire. So good. They are so good. I was re-listening this morning, actually. Like, I was driving to church, and I was like, I'm going to hit up this Fridays with Friends episode again. And it's so good. And, I mean, it's not, it's not us. Like, I mean, we're good, obviously. We think, you know. I know you think we're great, but it's our friends. Our friends are phenomenal. The way Braden answered a question and he was like, I asked him what makes him feel too much. And he was like, I don't really know how to answer that question because I'm not too much. And I'm like, that's (laughs) the perfect eight answer. Oh my gosh. And that is exactly what we're getting every Friday with friends is these honest answers. And they don't even know that they're answering it as their Enneagram type. And they say stuff like that. Truth. 100% 100% true. It's wild. Yeah, it's crazy. And so Fridays with Friends is where it's at. It's wonderful. We are loving it. We hope that you guys are loving it. And I just can't wait for more to come out. So tune in on Fridays for our special episodes. Um, they are like 15-ish minutes long, and they are fantastic. And uh, obviously, if you're hearing this, you're already tuning into our Tuesday podcast. So. Right. Right, right, right. So... I have a question for you. All right, let's hear it. Did you play with Barbies growing up? I did a little. I had collector Barbies. Mm, me too. Um, I just actually found my winter Barbie collection, and I was really hoping it was going to be worth a crap ton of money because not. of, uh, you know, the Barbie movie that just came out. But yes. no, solid like 10 bucks. Nice. It's still in the box too, but... I remember hating that when I was a kid. My parents would buy me these special edition Barbies and I couldn't open them. Like there was this one, she was gorgeous and she was beautiful and she held a bird in her hand and like it like. Oh, how cute. Yeah, it was adorable. And it's still in the box because they would let me open them. But I remember my favorite Barbie was Hollywood Styles Barbie. (laughs) She had this really long blonde hair and when you ran the brush through it, it got pink stars in it. How cool. Literally just along that memory. Like, that was awesome. That's fantastic. I, like, don't have, like, a hardcore memory of playing. Like, I don't physically, can't physically, um, like, see the Barbie mm-hmm. and, like, me playing with them. I was a Bratz girl. Oh. And so that's, like, really deep in my brain. Uh-huh. Um, but I know I had them because I've tossed them into the trash <laughs> <laughs> as an adult, so... Yes, I loved them. I loved everything about Barbies. I loved their hair and and changing their outfits over Mm -hmm. and over and over again. And I had the little pink Barbie convertible. Um, I never had the Barbie dream house. I always wanted it. I did get a Barbie dream house. Um, Rudolph brought that to me for Christmas. 
more on Rudolph bringing it later. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so you and I went and saw with one of our other friends, we went and saw the Barbie movie. We did. And if you are a female or love a female in your life, run yeah. to the movie. Do, Do not, not walk. walk. <laughs> run. And we'll be doing a special giveaway. Okay. Um, we're going to do a live next week. Um, we will announce on our socials the um, the particulars about the giveaway. But um, you'll have to be in that live to know if you won or not um, based on the entries. So follow us on socials at Little Too Much Podcast. We'll be giving away two tickets to the Barbie movie. Eep. Oh, so good. Um, but yes, male, female, whatever you identify as, like, I love it. Please go see the Barbie movie. So um, it is not just a girl. I mean, they advertise it as a movie for all. It yes. really, truly is across the board it is. a movie for all. We gave our husbands a rash of crap for not joining us. <laughs> yes. They all had valid reasons, sort of. Um, but they're all going to do a bros night. I'm putting it on the podcast now so that when they listen to this, they, they know, know they have to go. They see know it. they have to go. Yes. Uh, but it's incredible. 10 for out real. of 10 would recommend. If you are a woman and, and for real, like if you are a woman, you will love it. Even if you didn't play with Barbie. Even if you didn't play with Barbie. Everybody knows Barbie. <laughs> exactly. Everybody knows Barbie. And if you have ever loved a woman ever mm-hmm. in any capacity in your life, you will understand them more when you leave the Barbie movie, um, in my opinion. And if you don't, and you're just, you know, if you're just a guy who's like, I never loved a woman, I didn't love my mother, whatever. It's still <laughs> an enjoyable movie. But I'm just saying that this movie is not your typical, what you would think of, um, oh, it's just, you know, Barbie world and, you know, life in plastic and, Right. Just so stereotypical. It's not that. Um, there are definitely some elements of the fun of Barbie there, but it's it's so much more um, than that. A hundred percent. So much more. I definitely sat down with kind of like mixed feelings. I was like, is this going to be a movie that I'm excited about or is it going to be a movie that I'm like, Okay, here we go. Like, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm glad I'm here with my friends. And I had just, you didn't, but I did. I saw Oppenheimer right before, which talk about juxtaposition of movies. <laughs> yes. um, but they both, like, I was like, okay, I'm going to see Oppenheimer. It's going to make me feel all the feelings of an atomic bomb and what that did to our society. But two, and then I'm like, oh, then I'm going to go to Barbie and have the best time of my life. Um, I had a great time. Mm-hmm. I cried through a good chunk of that movie Mm -hmm. and it was very emotional Mm -hmm. and in a good way. But I sat, as I sat there in the theater, it hit me so hard all of a sudden as the opening part began, I was like, I don't think I'm going to (laughs) be represented in this movie it's like my mind forgot that Barbie is a super, super skinny doll. And I love Margot Robbie, like obsessed with her gorgeous. in every capacity. Gorgeous, perfect Barbie in my opinion. But then I was like, I'm going to walk away from this movie feeling awful about myself. Mm-hmm. I was like, if I don't see, if they don't make up a plus size Barbie, I don't know that I'm going to feel great coming out of this movie 
or even be able to take in what this movie is supposed to be about Mm -hmm. if I don't. And this is within like three minutes of it starting. And that's heavy. I think that's, and it hit me, I think, harder than I anticipated because that's the first time ever I like mentally had that thought Mm. about a movie Mm -hmm. and being represented in a movie like I didn't think that way about Oppenheimer like I could have cared less if there was a female actress that looked like me in Oppenheimer but there was something about it being Barbie Mm -hmm. that I like forgot because she's America's beauty standard or the world's the world's beauty standard right and I think that's why Mm-hmm. You know, we walk into a we walk into a room where we're going to sit there for a couple of hours with all this representation on the screen. Mm-hmm. And that's the the quintessential like goal, right? Is blonde, thin, big-chested. You know, that's there it is. Mm-hmm. And if you're not that, which, spoiler alert, 99% of the population is not, then where, where do you fit in, right? And I think that's kind of been the rub with Barbie all these years, is that it's not just a toy. Right. It's, it's this figure that no one feels like they can live up to. Right. Mm -hmm. Because we can't. Okay. Like we just can't unless you're a Victoria's Secret model who's completely airbrushed and starves herself. Okay. They've come out and said that. Right. Like you just, you're not going to live up to it. Right. And it was wild to have that like wave hit me because all over my social media, I'm watching people dress up for Barbie, mm-hmm. dress up for the premiere and like go on the red carpet. I had friends that were just dressing up to go to the movies. Mm-hmm. Like I wore hot pink, you wore hot yes. pink, Quinn wore hot pink. Like we were excited about going to see Barbie. And so in that realm, there was representation. Mm-hmm. And then it's like I sat in the seat and I was like, oh, Barbie isn't representative of large women. Mm-hmm. Um, which I feel like it is what it is. Like that is an element of the movie that I wasn't prepared for. There was one, um, like plus size Barbie, um, and a couple of mid-sized actors. And like, that's really all I want to really touch on it because there's way bigger things about this movie that I absolutely loved. And like, we were hitting each other during the movie. Like, this is the podcast. Like this is happening. Whatever episode (laughs) we were planning on for this week, we're throwing it, we're scrapping it. We're talking about (laughs) Barbie, um, which (laughs) never in my life, you're going to do a podcast on Barbie. But there was so much about this movie that was representative of a lot that Mm -hmm. women in general go through and why we implore like people who even love women who know a woman Mm -hmm. if you know a woman which you do because you came from one please go please go because it is so insightful to what we've dealt with Mm -hmm. and are currently dealing with continuing to deal with as women Mm -hmm. in this world not just america just across the world and I don't know that it's ever been done mm-hmm. in a movie this eloquently ever before. And I was going to say that you're so right. Eloquently, because in most movies that need 
need to showcase woman empowerment. They do it at the sacrifice of men. Yeah. Right. It's, it's always, if you're going to promote women, then the men have to be utter, terrible, stupid, whatever. Mm -hmm. Right. And I feel like this movie did an incredible job in saying, no, you have a place. Yeah. Right. You have a place and a voice and your needs matter and your thoughts matter and you're incredible. And they even use the, that tagline, Knuff, right? Knuff. You're enough. You know, you're enough because, because men are enough in their own right. And we don't have to take something away from men to empower women. Women are enough right on their own. Mm -hmm. We are freaking powerhouses right by ourselves. And I think that's kind of where we didn't plan on taking it here, but I kind of feel like that's where the feminist movement kind of took a hard left. It's like, we don't have to kill the men to be great. Right. Right. We are great. We just have to make change to show that we're great next to the men. We don't need to take away their greatness. Right. We just don't need ours taken away. Both can be wonderful and beautiful and coexist together. And Barbie makes that point. Right. And this isn't a spoiler. It wouldn't ruin the movie. But Barbie makes that point of you're enough on your own apart from me. Mm. That was good. You know? Right. Apart from me. Men are their own wonderful category. Mm -hmm. They're so vital to society. As are women. Right. It's so true. Because like in the movie, which hopefully we don't spoil it in any capacity. I don't think we will. But there is this Barbie land. Mm -hmm. And I think that's known. And in that particular scene that you're talking about, Ken is like, I don't know who I am Mm -hmm. apart from you. And that's kind of the society it's reversed in the real world where women don't know who they are apart from men. And it never really clicked. Mm -hmm. Like I always knew that. And I agree with you. I think we took a really hard, hard left (laughs) thinking like, Oh, women will rule the world. We don't need men strong arm. Like, I mean, don't necessarily disagree, but like also that's not functional in a long society. And and he, he was just broken. Ken was broken by that. He's like, I don't know who I am. Mm-hmm. You know, he finds out, you know, about what he could be. Mm-hmm. And he's like, but I don't know who I am in this world. Right. Without you. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, she says, you're enough without me. Doesn't mean we can't be together. Right. But you don't have to be. Your identity doesn't have to be in me. Right. In order to thrive yes. and find your place mm-hmm. somewhere in this world. Right. And that was for men, I'm sure it was very powerful mm-hmm. coming from seeing the other side and what that's like. Mm-hmm. Um, and then him walking out with a Ken and F shirt. I was like, yes, I'm so here for this. Well, you know, it's like that quote about how we'll never burn brighter by blowing out someone else's candle. Yep. Right. And the same is true of, of men and women is that we never are better by trying to make the other side less. Right. Never. Like if we're not enough on our own, you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. if we have to make you less then we're not enough, we're great 
in and of ourselves, and so are they. And when both of the, the sides work together, it creates a beautiful situation, right? It, I mean, it's just like in any other relationship that we see, like when the, the, the one part of the relationship is healthy and the other part of the relationship is healthy and they come together, they have a beautiful, healthy relationship. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. When at the beginning of the movie, you know, they, they say that Barbie has a great day every day. Ken only has a great day when Barbie notices him. That is codependent. Right, right. <laughs> you know, and not not the vibe. Right. We're not we're not taking codependency into 2024. Okay, it's it's not the vibe. Not the vibe. <laughs> um, and so I love that they were able to make this a movie about empowerment of women and how what the experience of a woman is mm-hmm. without devaluing and dehumanizing men. Because yeah. too often we see that. And so 100%. I think they did it in a beautiful way that made it, it made women even more beautiful because it was like, yeah, we're awesome. But we, right. s- we see that you're awesome too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was great. Oh, it was, it couldn't have been done better. Like I was terrified when like they got to the real world and all of the stuff was going down. Same. I was like, oh, this is gonna, yikes. Yikes, yikes, yikes. And they, it didn't. Right. And it was wonderful. Thank God. Um, <laughs> and there was a lot of just small little nuggets. Yeah. That like, I really want to watch it again, just because I th- feel like there's some things that I might've missed, especially like, I mean, I caught all of the, like anything that, um, America Ferreira has been in before was quoted like in every scene. Mm-hmm. Almost, and I loved it. Sisterhood mm-hmm. of the Traveling Pants. Yes. Um, whatever that cheer movie, there was a, like a little nugget on Ugly Betty. Yes. I loved all of that uh-huh. um, from a creative perspective. Like, this is totally a random aside. Like, I love that. Yes. Um, and they did, like, Greta, the writer and the director, did such a wonderful job. There were so many creative things that they sprinkled through there. And Will Ferrell's character, oh my gosh. Who would have thought... I know. I was not. When I saw that he was in this movie, I was like, oh. And he did a fantastic job. Oh, it was I mean, so great. It, it, was so, it was so great. And then, you know, we're, we're going to get into the, the piece of the movie that just made every person in the theater probably at least shed one tear. Because it really, if anything in life has ever encapsulated the female experience it was the monologue that america Ferrera did yeah in that movie and the la times uh did an interview with her and, and it was really great and the monologue is typed out in the article and so we want to share it with you and, and it's not going to spoil the movie in any way but um there's just there's so much beauty in it and so much uh just truth to it that when you hear it as a woman, you identify with it. A hundred percent. And I hope that when you hear it as a man, you think, whoa, that's what she's been trying to say. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so I thought, you know, we can read a little bit of it here and there and just kind of talk about the different points. Um, But this first part, literally when I heard her say it, not only did I feel like, oh my gosh, Yes, to all of that, it is exactly how I feel. But then I thought this is exactly what our listeners on Little Too Much feel as well. 100%. She says, it is literally impossible to be a woman. 
You are so beautiful and so smart, and it kills me that you don't think you are good enough. Like, we have to always be extraordinary, but somehow we're always doing it wrong. Mm. And if that doesn't sum up too much, too little, and not enough, I don't know what does. I know. If it it doesn't affirm our feelings for this podcast <laughs> like i'm like ooh, we jumped on the train before it took before off before it took off heck yeah yes, we're like, probably in the right place at the right time right exactly and it just affirmed that like the dream and the vision that you and i've had for this podcast individually yes for years years um and we just decided like it just came out it over, collided and it collided and now we have it together and it's coming at the perfect time i could have cried and there mm-hmm. wasn't a really big gap between that what she just said and then what she says next mm-hmm. but in that moment i was like man mm-hmm. i don't want to be selfish and hope that we get millions of listeners because of this movie but man mm-hmm. like there's something that we're sharing and it's hitting people yes and if you know somebody and you've been listening to this podcast who would mm-hmm. I identifies as a woman or just somebody who doesn't feel enough. Yes. Please bring them into the tribe. Yes. Into this beautiful tribe that is growing and being created of, of people that are tired. So tired of feeling too much and not enough. Right. Um, because America really summed it up. She really did. She just... And I know it was the writer, right? But the right. way that she delivered it was just like you could feel the utter exhaustion mm. that women feel on a daily freaking basis. Yeah. And do you want to read the next part? I can. Me too. Okay. Ooh, I'm going to try and do this without crying. You have to be thin, but not too thin. You can never say you want to be thin. You have to say you want to be healthy, but you also have to be thin. You have to have money, but you can't ask for money because that's crass. You have to be a boss, but you can't be mean. You have to lead, but you can't squash other people's ideas. You're supposed to love being a mother, but don't talk about your kids all the damn time. You have to be a career woman, but also always be looking out for the other people. You have to answer it up for men's bad behavior, which is insane. But if you point that out, you're accused of complaining. Mm. Oh, I have the chills. Mm. You're supposed to stay pretty for men, but you're not, not so pretty that you tempt them too much or that you're threatened. Ooh, or that you threaten other pretty women culture. because you're supposed to be part of the sisterhood. But always stand out and always be grateful. But never forget that the system is rigged. So find a way to acknowledge that, but also always be grateful. You have to never get old, never be rude, never show off, never be selfish, never fall down, never fail, never show fear, never get out of line. It's too hard. It's too contradictory and no one gives you a medal or says thank you. And it turns out, in fact, that not only are you doing everything wrong, but also everything is your fault. So true. 100%. And so painful. 
and ugh, I just cry right now. I know. I've got the goose flesh, goosebumps, all the things. You're required to do it all mm-hmm. without looking like you've done a thing. Right. You're required to be 100% present in every situation, in every room you're in, without enough hours in the day to do any of them. Right. But also take care of yourself and do all of the other things. And post it on social media. Mm-hmm. So that, you know, people know you did it. Right. It's so performative. Mm. Until what end? Right. Because the people that care don't matter. And the people that matter don't care. <laughs> so true. You know, if I'm, if I'm not pretty enough or skinny enough or don't age gracefully enough that my husband wants to stick around, he never wanted to stick around in the first place. Right. It's not on me. It's his choices. Right. It's not a sin to age. We all do it. We all do. None of us are getting out of here alive. (laughs) And it's. It's a privilege truly, to grow old. Truly. It's a privilege to not die at 45 of cancer. Mm-hmm. It's a privilege to have wrinkles on my face because I've laughed so hard. Right. Mm. I mean, without a doubt, I keep saying so true, but it like truly is. And I think in this particular moment, there are Barbies of all different types in that room. Yeah. And for the first time, not in that movie, but it, the, for the first time, you can see a collective group of women realize, regardless of their size, shape, color, mm-hmm. socioeconomic status, etc., yeah. they get it. They feel it. Mm-hmm. They understand. They're fighting together. But it's the first time because society doesn't allow us to have these conversations. Mm-hmm. And Barbie sits there and truly feels like she's completely alone. Mm-hmm. And in that moment, weird Barbie, which that's a whole nother conversation. Oh, yes. Um, Love her. The humans, the writer, the plus size Barbie, curvy Barbie, the president Barbie. They all relate. Mm-hmm. Because we may not show it all the time on the outside. Mm. But it's like we said last week, at the end of the day, you're only left with you. And at the end of the day, if we get quiet and honest with ourselves, our thoughts are all the same. We don't feel like we're enough. We feel like we were too much for those people. Right. We feel like we didn't do it right. Mm. That we did this right, but then our kids didn't get enough of us. Or that we gave our kids everything they needed, but then work sucked. We're plagued with all of these things. And I think there's so much power in women taking the time to relate to one another, be vulnerable and say, 
I feel that way every waking moment. Right. Because when we do that, we become a collective force that is no longer in competition, but is working together to create a more beautiful space that we can all enjoy. Because the truth of the matter is, there's enough money in the world. There's enough power in the world. There's enough everything in the world to go around. We don't have to be in competition for it. No. But I feel like society wants us to stay in competition. Yeah. Because it makes money. (laughs) It makes money. But also, if we take our eye off of the competition and we put it on the common bond that we share with everyone else, we're an unstoppable force. Women are the strongest people on the planet. I love men. I, I love men. Okay. And I would not want to live life without the men in my life. And I'm raising three of them. Right. I love men. And this is in no way to say that they are less than. But women are the strongest people on the planet. We literally create life. Literally. Literally. Okay. And that's extremely painful. In case you're wondering. Mm-hmm. Sure, you already know. But just from personal experience. It's painful. Not only do we give physical life to this planet. Women are responsible for creative life in many regards. Mm. The emotional well-being of everyone in their family. Right? I mean, there's just so much that comes from a woman. The beauty of who she is. And if that experience is ever collectively felt like it was represented in this movie, women could do anything. Plain and simple. Period. Period. She finishes out her monologue with, I'm just so tired of watching myself and every single other woman tie herself into knots so that people will like us. And if all of that is also true for a doll just representing women, then I don't even know. I don't even know. We're so tired. Mm. As a whole. We are so tired. Yeah. So tired of trying to meet expectations we didn't set for ourselves. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could literally just rewind this about five minutes and read again why we're so tired. And I hope that regardless of if you see the movie or not, mm-hmm. which I hope you do, <laughs> listen to our live later this week, maybe mm-hmm. once some tickets, you recognize that it's not for a lack of trying that the women in your life feel this way. Mm-hmm. It's not for a lack of trying 
that we're like people are giving up mm-hmm. and i hope you recognize as a woman as a man or as just a human on this earth that it's not complaining Mm-mm. it's simply a fight to survive mm-hmm. and that sounds so dramatic but if you think about where women have come from and where they are now we've we've caught a lot of ground oh yeah and that's really exciting and i'm not sad about that but like you said cat like if we could just come together mm-hmm. especially as women and stop the catty crap and just love each other and recognize that regardless of where we've come from and what we're going through that we can relate to each other just like as who we are like as women mm-hmm. i think we could really knock some knock some crap out you know once and for all once and for all so that my daughter doesn't have to fight it right she can just live into it and just oh can you imagine i can't but like man that world would be so nice it would it would where there's a place for every person right every person every person because every person should know they are not too much not too much not too little not too little you're just enough just enough